This is Flip and the Man, where we bring you the biggest topics in news, along with our jokes, thoughts, notes, opinions, outlook, viewpoints, and beliefs. Happy last day of July, everybody. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Finally have a day off and get some caught up on all my sleep for the week, so I'm feeling amazing. Good stuff. So you must be ready for the, the next slip invitational since you all read, rested up. Oh, huh? and I'd be shutting out everybody if I didn't if I played right now. Uh, luckily that we don't luckily that isn't scheduled today, so you just locked out. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wait until you have to work another twelve hour shift. Oh yeah. I see that's what you try to do every time. Yeah, and I'm still your uh, migraine med- uh, medication too. So that's the key, man. That's the <laughs> special medicine. Yes, but how's everybody else doing today? Um, with it being the last day of July, everybody knows what that means. It means that we just had the trade deadline finish up, and it was most definitely one of the most exciting debt trade deadlines in um in recent history um yeah just in recent history do you know any other time where there's been a trade deadline with this much activity and not just this much um, movement but big names were on the move all over the place no i cannot think of one at all um at least in mlb of course um, it, it's this year has been so exciting, and especially that last day, all the names mm-hmm. are moved, especially in the last day, which is usually when it happens, the GMs backs to the wall, they know they have to make a decision, you know, is it now? I mean, is, we got to do something now, or are we going to wait to the off season, whatever, so that it really puts a mm-hmm. pressure on them. So that, that last day, especially was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was definitely fun to watch this year for sure, especially after seeing it from last year, just is wasn't a true deadline feeling last year because it was weird. It was yeah. hard to judge on, do I yeah. make a move? Uh, it's a small, it's a um, reduced side season. It just like, it was just hard to calculate and what the move was last year. And going back to a full this year trade deadline, mm-hmm. it's made it, it just feels normal again. And it, it really came with a bang this year. Yeah, because, you know, I think you bring up a good point compared to last year of that, like, we didn't know who contenders were at that that point. You know, we kind of had an idea, but with the expanded playoffs, there was a lot. Um, A lot of teams didn't want to give up um, any big players or any big names, Um, you know, and, and... and that was twofold because you didn't want to spend all that and then get knocked out in um, the wild card round. But also, you weren't sure if those prospects that you were receiving were developing because they were either at the training site or they were at home. Absolutely. Yeah, just, just the, yeah, the whole prospect not having the minor leagues really affected things last year because you couldn't judge, gauge on players during the season and performing in the minors to see if they are worth a shot that they're going to fit in your organization and be a prime player coming up in a few years. So mm-hmm. that right. just that just really, I, I could I couldn't even imagine being a GM last year, especially even now it's still now they got them back going this year, but it, it still hasn't been tough last year for those guys trying to to yeah. get the prospects and gauge their talent. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And, you know, a bigger part about this 
is, you know, usually there's that question of who won the trade deadline, but I think that's more of a legitimate question today because, goodness, there were some big names on the move. The Yankees were able to trade for both Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers, in a surprise, stole Scherzer away from the Padres and got Trey Turner. The White Sox made their bullpen better by getting Craig Kimbrell. And they already picked up Hendrickson in in the uh, offseason. But then it's also the Cubs gave up so many players, and you'd have to say that they bolstered their prospects in their farm system. Absolutely. It's it's just like all factors there. It just for those teams what they needed it it just bolstered in that aspect aspect because if you look at like you said with the white Sox, they already had a strong bullpen mm-hmm. might let's make it everyone knows when it comes down to playoffs the bullpen if you have a strong bullpen you ha- you can go far I mean, it, it goes That's with the rotation too but having right. the bullpen is even more necessary and having that strong bullpen i mean you they can just save you in so many different ways and yep. I mean, having like i i think every single person in their bullpen is like above average in my opinion and mm-hmm. it is it is incredible what these teams did this offseason, especially just surprising. Like I, like you said, with Max Scherzer getting um, getting the Dodgers getting him from the Padres, it looked like he was going to go to the Padres, and then the Dodgers swoop, swooped in there. And then not only did they get Max Scherzer, but they threw in Trey Turner too in that package, which that surprised mm-hmm. me, especially yeah, with that, Corey like, Seager. They have Corey Seager already, big, and oh, such a big name, um, incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Let's go one by one. Yankees, when they made for that, tr- they made that trade. They were two and a half games out of the second wild card spot. What does this do for the Yankees, in your opinion? I just, I mean, with the lefties, they added two lefties into that lineup, and it really makes their lineup even more volatile now that they have a good mix of righty lefties now and it just adds two guys especially one it's a big power guy and then Rizzo just being an average and a power guy um Mm -hmm. and with playoff experience he has the world series back in 2016 as well and it's it's uh man I I I think it's great and especially what they didn't give up I think they give what Mm -hmm. a ninth that's ninth prospect and 11th prospect was their highest prospects given up on two guys with those bigger names. I mean, those are two huge names that were um, on the deadline this year. And then giving up that yeah. little and keeping a big part of your core along mm-hmm. with getting those two big bats and two big lefties, especially with that short porch in right field. Um, I, that's, I think that is a move that's really going to bolster them and get them on the right path and get them on a momentum going into the playoffs because – I feel like that's going to make everybody else in that team better now that they know that the their organization made the moves and get them motivated more and get that get back into the postseason and go further this year. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about it is that, like, Joey, he's not a guy that's going to hit for power or he's not a guy that's going to hit for average. He's going to hit for power. And people are saying that, oh, you got that short porch in right field. But if you look at Joey Gallo, he's a guy that hit opposite bomb home runs. And when you look at when he pulls the ball, it's more liners and it's it's more ground balls. So, like, is he actually the hitter that's going to be able to take advantage of that short porch? I'm not sure. But I tell you, 
all, that trade along with the Rizzo trade, I think really make the Yankees a contender if their starting rotation can work itself around. But the, these moves that the Yankees made are not good moves if their 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 starting rotation cannot get better. Um, they're already a team that that can't score runs very well, and this should help. But their pitching has to get better as well. Yeah, I I totally agree with that aspect of it. It's like their lineup got bolstered, but you still have the question mark of you know the bullpen has some blowing mm-hmm. some games. Um, Chapman has to figure it out, and th- that bullpen's got to just lock it down. And like you said, the rotation just got to keep. Um, improving and um, as long as these hitters the hitters can get you the runs but you still have to be able to hold the game and hold hold uh, get your, with the bullpen and then starters just not to blow up and so that's it's a two-part game when it comes to baseball you can have the best hitting lineup but have the worst pitching and it comes back to bite you so that's true uh-huh. and that's, they didn't make right. they didn't make any pitching moves besides getting clay holmes from the pirates which in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be a factor at all. But he did pitch a flawless um, first debut with the Yankees. All right. Um, but well, there you I, go. It wasn't the splash I thought they were looking for there uh-huh. with, with at least a, some kind of pitching help. Um, right. Right. Put this on a poll for me. Um, did did this trade? Did the trades that the Yankees make make them a contender? Yes or no? Very simple. Did this? Did these trades make them a contender? Uh, now, on the other hand, we we got something that I think was pretty shocking for a lot of people is this Dodgers trade. Um, the fact that Scherzer was, you know, rumored to go to. Um, to go to the Padres, which would have been huge for the Padres. And then and then that they were able to get Trey Turner as well. Possibly the he's possibly a top three shortstop in the NL. Like that that's just absolutely ridiculous. Does this trade make the Dodgers the favorite? out of the NL West division that is absolutely stacked are probably going to have three teams in the playoffs. I think it does. I think that now you add a top-tier starting pitcher and one elite status. He's still up there. He's a big strikeout guy. He's a guy He's going to be probably their number one, right, going in now. I mean, you have Kershaw. I, I absolutely believe that Scherzer is their best starting pitcher right yeah. now. And I that's exactly so you just add a number one and you also have Kershaw and Bueller, Urias, all these guys. And not only they make I believe they got Trey Turner too, is because with Mookie getting hurt, the leadoff guy, you get a leadoff guy like Trey Turner and he can just replace Mookie right there in the lineup with being that speed up top. And when if Mookie does come back, just imagine you having Trey Turner than Mookie right back to back. I mean, that is just, oof, mm-hmm. from the top of the order is just incredible, just scary to be exact. You know, I was thinking um, about this on on my way to the studio. Uh, that 
the Dodgers have gotten some of the best free agents or best options um, the past two years. Uh, and they consistently get that. Um, they they were able to get Mookie Betts, who was going to be the top free agent for this year, but they got him before and signed him to an extension. He was the best player available last year. This offseason, they got the best pitcher available in Trevor Bauer. Now in this trade deadline, I think they got the best starting pitcher available. And then they got this person that no one even knew was available until mid-middle of the week this week, who is a top three person at the position. And at this moment, you, you can make an argument that the Dodgers have a top five player at their position in in almost seven of the nine spots that's on the field. Absolutely. That's absolutely ridiculous. Is this is this good for the MLB? For a team to just be able to spend this much money, make these trades, and and keep it moving. And that's a good question because you have teams like that, you know, the Yankees, Dodgers, they're capable of all doing it. And the Yankees used to do that, and they figured out more recently over the last 10 years of building up a farm, and mm-hmm. Dodgers as well, because they had a really nice farm that they were able to dish out these prospects to make those big splash trades. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing because if they do, because that was always the small market teams route, is build yep. up your farm. You're going to have to, and hopefully you build within, get that talent. You, you watched them along the way. You, you, you gauged their talent. You, you drafted mm-hmm. them. You thought that they'd mm-hmm. be a good fit for your organization. They, and you build around them as a face of the franchise. And then from there, for small market, you have to dish out some other prospects, too, because you can't spend on a free agency as much. You can, you're going to get outbid by the big market teams, and then you have to be willing to give up on some of your talent and your farm to be able to make those veterans, mm-hmm. um, top elite players at the deadlines um, for trade. So the trade deadline was made a, a, a good bit more favored for the small market team. That was their chance of getting those bigger type players because they can't outbid the other high market teams in the offseason so i think now with with everyone seeing that that that's the route to go and like you can still do that as a big market team and still and you'll be competing every year by doing it by spending money and dishing out your talent that you just draft and the dodgers also have one of the best scouters yeah. in the mlb yeah I mean, that, that's that's something that we can't can't deny that they're yeah. they keep bringing up prospects after prospects that are absolutely fantastic yeah. players and you cannot um deny that and you can't it's, it's not nothing against them it's that's just they hired the right people and they couldn't they are always drafting late in the round and they're still finding the diamonds in a rough and they always seem to find pitchers them and the cardinals i think in my opinion have the best scouts for pitchers because every year they seem like they have pitchers coming up like young guys that are just end up being long-term pitchers and big factors in their rotation so i think it does hurt i mean i, I have my own thoughts on the whole I mean, i'm a fan of a small market team so to me it's scary to me and it just is such an uphill battle and it just makes it even more of a bigger mountain to climb 
to reach the top and compete, it's still possible. I'm not saying that it's not right. possible and it's right. never going to happen, but it just makes definitely it makes so, it more difficult. Yeah, it's just such definitely a makes it more difficult. Climb. Yes, and I mean, as Braves are not a small market team, but they aren't a big market team. I think they're um, in a top 15, so they're above average for sure. But the things that the Dodgers are doing are nothing the Braves ownership can current are do, are currently doing. They don't want to do that. They don't want to spend that money. And what makes some of these trades that the Dodgers are making um, trade proof is because they can re-sign Scherzer in the off season. They can give him whatever they want. They can give that extension that Trey Turner is going to be asking for as, as a top shortstop um, in the game, you know, as a, as a top five shortstop in the game. You know, th- those are things that he can ask for and that the Dodgers can just easily give up. They don't care about the luxury tax. Um, do, you know, they, they, they just don't care. And, and they just keep throwing money. Um, you know, and, and like, it, it's super hateration of me, but you know, I, I hope they fail with all this talent because it just makes me sick how much I'm just like, get out of here, man. Like, stop, you know, there, there should be a limit on what these teams can do. Where, where's the parody? Yeah. But it's also baseball. So parody is, is, <laughs> is almost inherent. That's right. It's, it's it's just I feel like there's something has to be done and doesn't have to be too drastic but at least somewhere they get middle ground somewhere along the lines but and then you get to once again we bring up the commissioner again and it's yeah one of the worst commissioners and in, in the history and also the owners aren't going to want it either so it's just it's it's a, for change to happen it's just pretty much like something we're going to probably deal with going forward for a while so it's I mean, we'll see. Uh, you know, Trey is currently on the COVID list. Hopefully it isn't too bad because, you know, like that, there is an extent of which um, athletic players can be affected by COVID. Um, so hopefully it's nothing too bad. You know, never want to wish any, any uh, you know, injury or any illness on anybody. So I hope he comes back strong. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Um and, you know, the Giants made a trade for Chris Bryant, which was a pretty big trade as well. But, like, think about how much we've talked about the Dodgers trade and how much we feel about that. While the while the Giants probably got the biggest, one of the biggest names that's always been floating around for being traded for the past about two years. And it doesn't even matter. Exactly. It, it, no one cares. No one cares that the Giants. And maybe, maybe that's because they people aren't giving the Giants enough credit. Are we not giving the Giants enough credit? I'm not sure. But when I look at this Dodgers team, hell, if I even look at this these Padres team, I'm not scared of the Giants. Uh, let me ask you this, Mitch. You get the Dodgers and the Giants in a one-game playoff. Who are you taking? Dodgers, easy. You get the Padres and the Giants in a one-game playoff. Who are you taking? Padres, easy again. E- easy. 
Yep. I take both of them too. And I say easy because of their pitching and it's their the depth they have. And I've been there as a fan back in 2013 and 2015 with the Pirates when they all they were the home team of the wild card, wild card play-in game three years in a row. The first year, and I actually was at the first game, and it was just an incredible experience, by the way. And you ever have a chance to go any playoff game, um, do it. I mean, I've been to three in each sport, and it's so much different than the after regular season, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but player, playoff games in person are absolutely fantastic. Yes. But anyway, but, so they won the first one against Cincinnati. Then the next two, Pirates have to face the Giants in mm. 2014. Mm-hmm. They face That's a good team. And they face they're a good team, and they have a great pitcher in Madison Bumgarner who just, mm-hmm. just couldn't get past him. Then one year later, mm-hmm. they face the Cubs. They have a guy who had a, went off that season with Jake Arrieta. And then when you face in a one-game mm-hmm. playoff, and you have guys like that, that top tier, because you have Kevin Gossman is the number one pitcher, their ace for the Giants right now. They, he'd be facing Scherzer and either a, like a U Darvish mm-hmm. or Blake Snell or Musgrove. And like all, and all of them will probably pitch in the game, have a chance if, it, if it's close enough and it's a winner go home. Yeah. So... Just the depth of both of those teams compared to the Giants. It's just, yeah. it's hard. And then that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a wild card game between those two teams. And it, it goes back to the, two, I don't know if you remember the 2015 season um, when the Pir- and NL Central had the best three teams in the whole MLB. It was Cardinals, Pirates, and Cubs had the three best records right. in the whole right. Major League Baseball. So this right. is a lot of flashback to me and my experience mm-hmm. of that season. And... Giants right now, even though in first place, look like the Pirates that year. They are still a good team, but when you don't have the pitching to be able to compete, and it, it's they're just better. Those pitchers on those other teams are better. And in a mm-hmm. one-game playoff, there's only so much you can do. And just all around, it's just it, it will be interesting. You know, I I still think, of yeah. course, I give Giants credit to being a good team, but I just can't put I just can't have all my faith in them to actually. Keep it going yeah. and staying staying ahead of these guys for too much longer. Yeah, yeah and I think our guy, uh, Mr. Incredible, has a great point how the L.A. markets um, do overshadow those, those other markets. Um, and just the way that San Diego has come on, their market is definitely giving some of that same um, energy, that's, that Southern California energy, um, but just... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun look at how the NL West um, plays out because they're just going to be beating up on each other. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then you go into the White Sox, who didn't make any trades. That's their trades are going to be getting people back from injury. They just got Eloy back. They should be getting um, Lewis Robert back um, fairly soon. Their pitching staff is is great. Um, they have a lot of great players. They should get Yasmani Grandal back for the playoffs, I think, um, or well before then. Um, and they just made a very simple trade. Um, they went and got Craig Kimbrell, um, although they traded away Nick Madrigal, and I think you know that I think Nick Madrigal is a is a really good player. But for them to bolster their bullpen with um, possibly the best relief pitcher on the market right now, um, 
that's a big deal. Even after they gave Liam Hendricks a big contract in the offseason. Yeah, it's... You know, I... I think I think that it's it, it was the perfect move for them. Absolutely, yeah, I agree one hundred percent with that. Um, it also makes me think about the Cubs, though, who traded Craig Kimbrell to the White Sox. Of was this a win for the Cubs? You know, they all the players that they traded away. Think about this: they traded away Rizzo, they traded away Jock Peterson. They traded away Craig Kimbrell. Baez. They traded away Javi Baez. They traded away Chris Bryant. All of those players, you, you're going to get back at least two players out of all that, right? Yeah. Impact you players, yeah. I totally agree. And then they also could buy all these players back if they really wanted to in a free agency. Yep. And that's they a factor could. of where it could really be a win for them. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Because they do have the money to do it. Exactly. The the Wilpons are. Is that the no that is that the the Ricketts or is that the Wilpons? Ah, uh, I think me. it's the Ricketts. Um. They they got the money. The Ricketts. It is the Ricketts. Uh, they they got the money, and I think they're gonna be willing to get at least some of those players back, and I'm sure some of those players may even be willing to come back. Now, our man Yankees just said that um, Rizzo is already in, in extension talks with the Yankees. I don't, I don't know um, if how true that is. Um, you know, Yankees be be looking at some some shady sources, but that would that would be pretty big for for the Yankees if if um, if they actually were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Because that first base position for them in recent years, it's. Luke Voigt was the guy that they were, he looked like he was going to be that um, cornerstone there at first base, but and then his injury uh-huh. history too. And I've, Rizzo is a guy, he's someone who has been staying healthy for most of his career, someone who's consistent. And that's, I think that's what they need at that position is consistency. So they can mm-hmm. end up having that there. That would be huge for them. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so put this on the poll uh, for me. Who had the best trade? Um, deadline. Was it the Yankees? Was it the Dodgers? Was it the White Sox? Or was it the Cubs? Um, so as that poll's getting up, trade deadline's done. You know we don't have wa- waiver trades. Um, who are your favorites in the AL and the NL? My favorites in the NL. Like who do you, who do you see being in the NL and AL championship series? For the NL, I got the Dodgers and the Padres. And so it, I got the Dodgers and the Brewers in the NL. Okay. And then my AL teams is White Sox and Astros. And I got White Sox and Rays. I'm not convinced of the Red Sox just yet. Um, that, that is someone, but I, I like your pick of the Astros. The Astros have just been going about their business. Um, they're probably still cheating. That's probably why they've been laying low. <laughs> yep. Um, but like that, you know, they're a pretty decent team right now. And we, we can't, we can't deny that. Totally agree. 
Now, now wait a second, y'all. Don't. The, you can't. The Cubs can be in contention for. It, they can't be in a contention for the best trade deadline with all the prospects they got back. Y'all got to think outside the box, yeah. bumasses. You got to look at both sides of the spectrum. Goodness gracious. <laughs> anyway, we'll see that. And and give me, um, give me this on the poll as well. Who are the Mariners? Yes or no? <laughs> I think we got a uh, our poll. I think is a little bit off. Oh my goodness! Good job, Kiwi, on the poll. I appreciate it. Oh, that's funny. Oh my goodness, that that is hilarious. <laughs> anyway, now I'm I'm gonna stick on this topic of trades, but we're gonna switch sports here. Because there was a big trade in the um, in the NBA the same day as the draft. Because Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Montrez Harrell, and the 22nd overall pick. That, that, that was bigger than the draft, wasn't it? In my opinion, I think so. I mean, the draft in general, anyway, for the NBA for me, it's kind of lost. I don't know. I, I, I haven't paid attention as much to it. For me, that with the NBA, what I look forward to the most is free agency. When that free agency was it July 1st, usually. Am I correct on that? For free agency. Whenever the free agency period I, I is. think it starts like a, a week after the season ends. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty quick. And that's the and that periods when I'm. It's that's when I'm excited and seeing where these guys because that's what it's turned into after LeBron is these big free agents mm-hmm. going to these other teams. But I, I totally think that that just was way bigger than the draft issue for sure, especially the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Um. You are a LeBron fan. That's correct. Um. So I I think this trade impacts you more than than you know it definitely impacts me. The biggest thing that impacts me is just gets Russell out of the um out of the Eastern Conference. Um, even though they, you know, I think they barely made the playoffs, so they're in the playing game. Is was this a good trade for the Lakers? I think so. Um, you have LeBron. He only he's gonna be human, show he's human, and he did this year. He got hurt for most of the season this year, and his injury is gonna be lingering on him for the next part of his end of his career. Who knows? As it, you, the window is getting smaller and smaller for the LeBron era, and to get a guy like Westbrook in there, mm-hmm. um, I th- and he always needs a point. The point guard's been kind of the the weakest link, at least since Kyrie Irving when he was with the um, on the Cavaliers together. And having Westbrook can do everything. I mean, he does mm-hmm. create his own big driving um, point guard. He's not the shooter. 
but he can he can create his own plays. He's um, triple double fiend and get rebounds everything. And I think that he's somebody that I th- I think at first I'm th- it's kind of hard because watching him on other teams, he's the ball hog. He's always just taking all mm-hmm. the shots, all of the field goals are. So with that's going to be the thing to watch with LeBron. He's going to have to adjust. Still has to have LeBron take over when he needs to. Um, but um, it'll be interesting. I think it's good. They get what they gave up. I don't think really was that much of a factor in my opinion. I wasn't really the biggest mm. Kyle Kuzma fan. Right. Um, I actually like KCP was more of the valuable in my opinion to go. I like mm. KCP. Um, yeah, I but, think Kuzma was the bigger name in terms of like who was around or who was known around. But I, I do feel like Contavious Caldwell Pope um, showed that he was possibly just as good, if not better, than a player than Cal Kuzma. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, like I just see Justin put in chat. Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching Caruso. Uh, he's he's exciting to watch for me. Oh yeah. my goodness! You, you, <laughs> Something you about him, man. Uh, I was having my you, love for the bald, the bald, you bald people loving y'all, y'all white bald, bald people. Goodness gracious! Hey man, got it. Someone's got to give him some love. Goodness yeah, gracious, I, I, man. In the end, I do think it was a good, good, good trade. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a good one too. This takes the pressure off of LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron, you're starting to see his his age. Um, you know, he's not able to do the things he used to do, which is, which is kind of crazy because he can still do a lot of really good things. He's still a top 10 player in the league at his age. And, you know, just thinking about the player he was in, in, in the past. Um, but it definitely takes pressure off of him. I think it also takes pressure off of, Anthony Davis, who in the bubble showed up to be a pretty good player that you can depend on um, in those tight spots. But when it came to actually having crowds and being in, in Staples Center, he kind of crumbled. Um, but that one thing that we know for sure, Russell Westbrook's not going to crumble under the pressure. He's just not going to. Yep, I agree with that. So I mean, overall, it's a very good, good trade. I I think um, it's going to be interesting to see if the Lakers are going to be able to have some, just some players. Yeah, shooters. Um, the the shooters know, is what we all know. LeBron needs shooters, right? And we know that move got rid of a couple of shooters that can actually shoot the ball, um, mm-hmm. but. Again, you know, Westbrook is not the biggest shooter, so there would be definitely more smaller moves, getting some shooters around him, of course, and make sure he has those shooters when he can dish it out to him when he drives. But for the most part, like you said, the pressure being off of LeBron for the most part, he doesn't have to be bring up every time. It's the less for a chance of him of being tired as much, doing too much, and I, I think that's that's a big thing for him is just more for his endurance, especially in his... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Overthinking that he has to do everything. Yeah, this definitely sets LeBron up for the future, and this is this is that shift that we've kind of been waiting on for LeBron to take, as not a person that's going to take a back seat, but definitely 
put less of a ball usage um, role in in the play because you know you got to think about um, throughout his career he had been in a majority of the possessions for his team with Westbrook there that's going to have to dial back yep. and it's probably better for him to for that to happen and that's the thing is is he willing for that to happen it's a question I hope so I think he realizes yeah. his age oh yeah you, you if a, if a trade like this comes around you got to you got to think that LeBron definitely gave the okay to it, right? Absolutely. Rob Palenka is not just doing things on his own. He, he, you know, he has to consult LeBron, and you know, I, I kind of think that's the right thing. You know, Le, LeBron, LeBron is is not just a really good player. Um, you know, he he is a face of a team and a leader of a team and an organization and you gotta you gotta talk to him about some of these things and that's a pretty big trade yeah um that you you can't make without talking to him now if they don't get this done with those three lebron's legacy is going to be affected and i'm not trying to get into a legacy talk but it ain't gonna be good I, I don't I, I do not want to see what the people say if especially if they get bounced out in the first or second round of the playoffs. Oh lordy, it's gonna be it's, bad. There's definitely gonna be some some fire going around, that's for sure. Uproar. Yeah. And, and Kiwi brings up a good point. Key, Russ will be the scapegoat if they don't do well, which shouldn't be the case. You know, it's it's on all of them. It it really is on all of them. Yep. Um but it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Absolutely. All right. Let's get into our picks of the week. Um, last week, the two picks of um, that we chose from was the... Uh, um, the Brewers versus the White Sox in the Sunday night game. And then we had the third game of the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, the Brewers won six to one, and then the Yankees lost. I, I think it's safe to say the Yankees lost in that one, as they had a no hitter through um, like seven, and then gave up the lead, gave up a four one lead, and ended up losing to the Red Sox. Um, Mitch had the Yankees and the White Sox. I had the Brewers and the Red Sox. That pushes my Record up to four and one overall. Mitch is currently one and four. How do you feel about that? Yeah, long season. Sucks to suck. Long. Season. All right, let's get into let's get into this week's picks. We got USA versus Mexico in the Gold Cup final. Mitch, who do you have in the Gold Cup final? USA, baby. You got USA. I'm going with Mexico. Uh, now, in the Concacaf. USA was able to beat Mexico, but in the Gold Cup, it's different teams. Definitely different teams. Um, you don't have at all the big players, um, but I do. Um, I do feel like Mexico is is probably the better team, as uh, USA barely beat Qatar. Yeah. Um, like that's that's no good, man. That's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. Um, and then our second game that we're going to choose from is the Sunday night game. 
Uh, the Red Sox versus the Rays. We have Pavetta going against McClanahan, um, which I don't think either of us have faith in either of those pitchers. But who do you have um, in that Sunday night game? I'm going to have to go with my boy McClanahan. You're going to go with McClanahan? Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to go with the Red Sox then. Um, they they treated me right last week. After letting me down for most of the game, they were able to come through. All right. Uh, we need to get some imaging for this. Uh, but it is time for the heralded Twitch clip of the week where we go through all the Community Vibe Twitch clips and we see which one we found was the best of the week. And let's see who has the Twitch clip of to this past week. Let's roll it. And it is Carne Basada. Carne! Him entering right, an MLB man. The Show game. And let's see what happened. Yay, a World Series play. Robinson is in to start things off here as he looks at a baseball on the show. Gotta love Carne. Oh my goodness. Uh, I love that woohoo. Yeah. Um and if you also noticed, um can you get back in that in, in that Twitch clip? Um towards the um like the middle of that Twitch clip. The middle of it? Yeah, the middle of it. Is that something when it, when it with your Something you sent popped on screen? Yeah, something I sent. Something I said uh, popped up there. Um, that is uh, my Waffle House order. Uh, my go-to Waffle House order. I get a sausage, egg, and cheese wrap, a bacon, egg, and cheese wrap, and a double hash brown covered or scattered and double covered. Um, so if you're wondering what I get at Waffle House when I'm when I'm really feeling hungry. And I'll tell y'all about the time that they ran out of wraps and how the uh, and how the waitress um, served me then. Um, anyway, um, any other thoughts, man? This it's been it's been a fun one today. It has a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Deadline, very exciting. I mean, M mm -hmm. trade MLB for deadlines. I mean, NFL's up there too. There's a trade deadline there that's pretty exciting at times. But yeah. I think MLB has the best trade deadline in my opinion because it's just, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, just such big names just thrown out, especially this year, especially, and it actually happening. And that's the thing we didn't talk about though, didn't mention. Mm -hmm. It was history this year. There was 10 All-Stars this year that were yep. All-Stars that got traded. And that is just absolutely insane. Because It is absolutely insane. You usually don't see that many big names. You have a few, but man alive. For them to all be available and the teams be willing to trade them, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, aside from Trevor's story. Yeah, that the one name we were all talking about during that home run derby. Oh, he, this is his last chance in front of his fans and one of his last moments, big moments. And man, the irony of him still staying put with ten other uh -huh. all stars being oh, it's just incredible, man. It, the Rockies really messed up there, asking for the moon and just never backing down to get rid of them. And they aren't going to resign them. They no, aren't going to be able. To they're just going to lose them for nothing. It's just so sad. But hey, at least it wasn't the Pirates. At least Pirates did something. And they definitely slipped up. What happened there? And this has been Slip 
and the man where we bring the biggest topics and news to you along with our jokes, thoughts, notes, opinions, outlook, viewpoints, and beliefs. Um, we will send out a tweet. Um, follow us on Twitter. You can see our handles below. Um, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can also find it on Stitcher Radio. We'll talk to you all soon.